find me way on the road Head in hands, truth be told I am not who went before By a wound I won't She found me waiting on the Song shook these walls. Oh, my foundation rock to bubble. My green meadow stem to stone. Do you know the vine you show me and the doubt bestow? Open tears of joy Falling on your freedom The paradox still Wiggity, 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 what's up, everybody? I'm back. It is me, Heath Armstrong, with another fist pumping, jiving, boogie woogieing episode of the Entrepreneur Now podcast. And I always get excited to connect with musicians, and I've got one on today. I'm really, really pumped. But before we get into that, I've got a couple smiggity, 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 small announcements so pop back in the chair there or wherever you may be whatever you may be doing whatever you may be creating uh, just keep on going and listen to what i have to say here if you want to put up your website for whatever you may be doing okay if you're an artist and you want to get an art site up or a portfolio site up if you are a musician and you want to get a band site up if you are an author and you want to get some posts up online, if you just want to start blogging, if you just want to have a personal portfolio site and you don't because you're sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, it's just so hard to make a website. Believe me, there's a lot of really, really easy options these days. But in particular, I get a lot of emails asking how I created my site, if I had to do coding for it and things like that. And I didn't. It's just so easy. It's so much easier than you think it would be. I actually taught myself how to use WordPress just freely, and that was about four years ago, and now I'm pretty good at it, but it was all up and down and all around. I mean, I had to learn everything from the ground up. I mean, I did trial and error. I lost websites to hackers. I, I, it was just all sorts of random stuff out there, but to save you the time from having to do that, and because I want you to be able to get yourself online... I want you all to go to artsynow.com forward slash website and you can sign up for this free 15 video 
series of exactly how to set up your domain, your hosting, and get this WordPress theme that I use installed on your server and start using it exactly like artsynow.com is used. And I go through all of, of what you need to know. I mean, step by step, you literally just have to watch the videos, follow the steps, and you can make a website. It doesn't even have to look exactly like mine. I show you how to do it very similar to mine, but you can do it your own way. And I know I sent it to Kelsey Manning and she threw her website up and it looks completely different than mine. And it looks good though. She's got her blog up now and it's working perfectly because she was able to go through these videos. So if you're in that position and you want to do that, check it out. I mean, you don't you don't have to be banking 100% on Facebook or 100% on Twitter. You can get your website up. You can connect all your social media to it and you can have that hub. If you don't already own your first and last name as a domain, go get that. I mean, the world's moving forward. Everything's on the internet now. If you can still get it, if your name isn't like John Smith or something you know, super common, hopefully you'll be able to get that name and, and you can book it and, and I can show you how to do all that in this video for free because I love you and I want to thank you for listening to this awesome show that you all make so awesome. Again, I love this. I love connecting with people all over the world doing creative things. I'm on a mission to bring this into the real world, into person with connecting some of these guests that I've had on the show and some of the guests that will be on in the future with children in person to be able to teach them these values that we're learning on this show every day so that these kids can get away from their closed-minded communities and see what the world has to offer in these magical ways that they don't even know exist. We'll get them out of the house. We'll get them away from you know the 24-7 video games or the you can't do this, you can't do that, you're not good enough mentality. And we'll get them in front of people who say you can. And you can live through creativity and you can live doing these things that you love. So I put in for funding and sponsorship for that uh, through the World Domination Summit. I hope that I will have a chance of getting that. Who knows? But the key is just to get out there and, and put it out in the world. You know, if you're scared of it, and I am, you know, if you're scared of what will happen if something big like that happens, then you just need to do it. You need to attack it. And I hope that all of you are doing that every single day as well. Even in the small things, even in the big things, and everything in between, go for it. You know, what do you have to lose? At least at the end, you'll know that you tried, right? At least you'll know that you tried. And I guarantee you about 99.9% .9 of the time, if you keep trying, you'll always get there eventually. You know, we become what we think about. Your vision is who you are. You can train your mind to think whatever you want, and it will become the truth. It will become magic, and it's amazing. Like It really is, and it's working for me. So you can get that going. Check it out. Get yourself online, artsynow.com forward slash website. I've also got a free five-part audio series if you're an audio person like I am. If you like listening to podcasts, this will be good for you on how to prioritize your life and your vision and pursue your dreams much quicker than you can imagine. And it's my system that I've created to do this. So you can get that by going to artsynow.com forward slash vision, and you can sign up there to get that five-part email series, which will be an audio clip that you can listen to. So cool. With that being said, I've got on a musician, like I had mentioned, Kyle Scott a.k.a. Kamal, and he came to me through connections via Kristen Keen, who I had on from Rethreaded. If you have not listened to that episode, oh my gosh, go back, check it out. It was amazing. Kristen started Rethreaded to help 
uh, all these victims of the sex trade out there in India, and now she's doing it locally as well in the United States, and teaching them arts and crafts and trades and how they can make money on their own. And then she's selling these items, bringing the money back to these women in their communities. And Kyle is out working with Sari Bari, which Kristen was originally involved with out there in India. And he is actually originally from Indiana, and he's back and forth now. But while he was out there working, he really, really, really had this just drive to to record an album. You know, he's a musician. He he's brilliant too. I I can't wait for you all to hear it. But record an album, and he was nice enough to give you a free song you can download if you go to artsynow.com forward slash ninety five download. You can get the first title off his track called Blind. Track's called Blind. The album is called Strength of the Absurd. And also, I'll put a link in the show notes at artsynow.com forward slash 95, where you can actually go and, and, and listen to his entire album and check that out as well. And then, and then download it and contribute to him if you want, because it's amazing. I mean, it's definitely worth it. I bought a copy as soon as I heard it the first time. And he put this on Kickstarter to get funded so he can go in there and make this. And it, it, these are all the influences that he had when he was around the women of Sari Bari and the whole community and the gratification of it. And, and it's powerful. I mean, these songs are super deep. It's him and his guitar and it's beautiful. And so everybody check that out. We'll get right into the interview with Kyle and his, and his drive and his mission and how this all came about right now. So again, for all the website videos, artsynow.com forward slash website for the five part audio series, artsynow.com forward slash vision and then for kyle's free song download that's artsynow.com forward slash 95 download if you have any trouble with any of that stuff just give me a shout at create at i'll hit you up or or find me on the twitter world at hb underscore armstrong thank you so much for listening to the show thank you to everybody who's left me a review on itunes i cannot say thank you enough it spreads the show to larger audiences Without further ado, I'm bringing on Kyle Scott. Here we go. Come on, everybody, let me hear that beat. Come on, come on, everybody, let me hear that stickity stickity riggity diggity beat. Yeah. I'm just waiting on somebody to give me that rap career. Peace. Well, here we go now. Who wants to get a little bit funky out there? Who wants to get a little creative out there, huh? Yeah. Which one of you wants to get a little bit artsy now? Well, I do. I do. Well, then get on with your bad selves. Yeah. If your silly little ears hang low, you better wiggity 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 wobble them straight to the front and center. You better hippity hop up on your toes and get ready to go out there and make a difference in the world because my guest today is dedicating his life to the beautiful cause. He's a musician and he's busting out some tunes that are sure to make you feel alive and do the jive. And he's highly involved with the world-changing Sorry Bari organization 
which we discovered through our mesmerizing interview with Kristen Keene of Rethreaded. From Indiana to India and back again, a skidamarinkity-dinkity-dink, a skidamarinkity-doo-hoo. Kyle Scott, you are the entrepreneur now. What's going on, man? <laughs> that was quite the introduction. Thank you. <laughs> that's the only. That's the only con- contribution I have for the show, man. You know? <laughs> uh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm pumped to have you on one because I was connected to you by Kristen, who's such an amazing person. And if anybody hasn't listen to that interview you can go to artsynow.com forward slash Kristen Keen and check that out uh, she started rethreaded and, and it's an amazing organization she also started sorry Bari I was just informed which I, I don't think I was aware of the first conversation with Kristen um, and then kind of passed it on and came back here to to do rethreaded but Kyle has been involved and he was connected to me uh, from Kristen to Beth Waterman and then to Kyle and Kyle has an interesting story and he fits perfectly for this show because he's actually just created this album. And I think a lot of it played into the emotions that he felt when he was out there uh, working around Sorry Bari and the organization and the women. And I'm going to let you get into all that here in a minute because I listened through your album. I listened through the whole thing and it's amazing. It's up on Bandcamp. Uh, really, really, really good. And it's so like super emotional. Like, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of feeling to it, man. Like it really resonates with with me and uh it's warm i guess in a way too it's i don't know powerful but yeah i'm pumped that you're here man and i'm and i'm pumped to hear your story about how things kind of fell in line you know like jigsaw falling into place kind of stuff and anything up and down and in between so if you want to start kind of tell us a little bit about you and, and and where you came from you're not too far from me if you're in are you in indiana right now yeah that's right small town indiana yeah, yeah, so you're you're I'm in Lexington, Kentucky, so we're pretty yeah. close. Yeah, we are. I'm just like an hour and a half north of Indianapolis. So yeah. Yeah, about three hours or so. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a farm kid, so I grew up uh, – actually, where I'm at right now is where I grew up. Uh, so currently uh, back here, having returned from uh, some time spent in India working with Sari Bari. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, as we were saying before we started the, the interview um, – Life has just been kind of a, a series of um, happenstances, and that just just happened to take me to India for uh, a few years, and and really that's that's where the music uh, is inspired from. I'm not I'm not sure I would um, I would be writing music anymore had I not gone to India. I wrote some some music when I was in university, but um, nothing to to write home about. So I think. Um, India has been uh, really impactful in a number of ways, but um, one of the biggest has been uh, in writing music. And so that's kind of where this, how this album came about. And, and um, it's actually been quite a, a process writing the album. Uh, I had, some, had a number of issues with my vocal cords. So it's been about five years in the making trying to... Oh, wow. To, yeah, I finally was able to do it uh, this past December. Um, yeah, a number of reasons. But it actually allowed the the music itself to evolve. Um, I'd say most of the words stayed the same throughout the process, but um, you know, you evolve as a musician. You change the way you you approach music uh, uh, from season to season, and, and it was actually a really a really good season, although hard, being unable to sing for a a, a season. Um, a, a good uh, a good chance to to look up, take a hard look at my music and, and make it better. Well, I think you did an amazing job, for sure. 
Thanks. It's, it's definitely unique. It has its own style. And, and like I said before, it's really, I don't know, it's really powerful, but you were talking about how you, things kind of fell into place, right? And your journey is, it's kind of like it, I don't know if you want to go as far as saying it was there for a reason meant to be. I'm a firm believer that a lot of that kind of stuff happens. Um, Can you take us through like where you were when you were kind of in that point in your life, which you may not have been there, but most of us go through where we have no idea what we want to do, right? Or where we're going to go. We're a little confused. We're a little uneasy with where we're at right at the moment. And we just know that there's something around the corner. Um, Can you take us back to a point similar to that and then how it kind of progressed into going over there to India? Yeah, sure. I think um, really up to university, I had had very little... um, idea what what would happen in terms of of direction in life and i think there was a, there was a uh, uh i was studying business basically uh what a, a number of people will study when they're not sure what they want to do and and uh junior year i was asked by someone to go on a development trip down to honduras and it was kind of the first face-to-face um experience with uh poverty oppression uh, those sorts of things down in Tegucigalpa, Honduras. So yeah, that was kind of the turning point where I decided, well, maybe I, I don't want to study so bu- business so much as as development. So I, I changed majors <laughs> middle of my junior year and, and still graduated on time. But that was kind of the the turning point. And um, uh, someone from Saribari uh, was looking for interns at the time and they came through our university. And so I just decided to go uh, for a few months and, and see see what Saribari was all about. And, and it uh, turned into uh, a number of years working working in Calcutta. What was it like in? You say you were in Honduras, right? Yeah. What was it like down there when you when you finally got to see that like firsthand? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I saw I saw the countryside. I also saw the city. the The city of Tegucigalpa was it was overwhelming. I mean, I grew up in small town Indiana, yeah. so um, so yeah, it was it was um, yeah, it was my first uh, firsthand experience with poverty of, of that, um, magnitude. So it was, it was really intense. Yeah. I mean, how, how, how extreme was the poverty down there? Um, you know, I, it, it's, it's a pretty, I think even today, Honduras is a fairly rough, uh, country. I think it's kind of become the Colombia now in terms of, uh, uh, drugs and, and violence. And so I think even to, to, to today, it's, it's a pretty rough, uh, pretty rough neighborhood, even in Tegucigalpa. Um, yeah, the poverty was definitely um, it was difficult uh, for me, especially for me to see, having never, uh, never having never seen anything like it before. Was there anything that sticks out in your head that you really took away from that and learned from it? Um, just a new appreciation for uh, uh, for life and for opportunity. Uh, a lot of the kids uh, on the streets of Tegucigalpa were numbing their minds and and bodies with. Uh, you know, by huffing glue and, and a number of drug uh, drugs. So it's so yeah, just a new a newfound appreciation for what I have and and what I can potentially do with what I have. Yeah, surely there's. It's just when you run into situations like that, and believe me, they're all over the world, right? In so many different places, it can be the most gratifying thing ever, the most grounding thing ever to witness to see. I love having guests on like like you and Kristen Keen. And I had Yellow Rose Girls on, which were amazing, and they're actually working. Uh, they're, they're putting on kind of plays and musicals locally around the states. Uh, 
doing true stories of victims of the of the sex trade in the United States. Um, so they're taking it to towns where this stuff actually happens, and people don't realize that it it's such a big problem here as it is other places. Like they think, yeah, India has a huge problem with it, but it also happens here right underneath our noses, right? It happens it all the time, every single day. And those girls are out there actually uh, interviewing these girls that have been discovered or, or rescued and putting on plays about their lives to, to make people more aware, which is incredible. Um, so yeah. anything that that goes down that path, like Sorry Barrier Rethreaded, is is something that is much bigger than you know why we're here. Right, it's something that plays into that positive energy, uh, that that will, uh, that that appreciation for life, and and I, I have not had the chance to go over there myself, but we are going to Thailand here in about a month and a half. I'm not sure how poverty stricken it is there. I'm sure there are some areas, um, but the worst I've ever seen is down in Mexico. Just, I mean, like these little kids, you know, they come up to you, and it's like they. They, they look like they haven't been bathed in weeks, right? They probably haven't uh, eaten or anything like that. And it's just super, super, super sad. So I, I, I really do appreciate everything that you did over there um, on behalf of our country and everybody else around us. Like it's, it's something that more people need to look into and contribute to. It's just something that I fell into, honestly, as we were saying before the show, I wasn't really ever looking forward. It just kind of uh, found me, I guess. <laughs> But you were willing, right? And sure, sure. So when you got that internship at Saribari and you went over to India, how different was that than South America? Yeah, India um, India is an incredible place. Uh, it's so so vibrant. It's a um, yeah, it's a it's a culture unlike any other any other place I've been. And I've been around Asia, even around Asia itself. Um, India has this this life to it that. And, and I, I spent most of my time in, in Calcutta, um, a city of about 15 million. So that in, in itself uh, is hey, it's, huge. It's a, there's so much energy in a city of that uh, magnitude. So, so yeah, it's, it's a wonderful place. It's, um, but, of course, it has its issues as well, and, and that's uh, uh, what Saribari is working to address. Yeah, and so do, do you want to kind of go into detail about what Saribari is doing out there for the listeners? Yeah, yeah. You mentioned Kristen Keen earlier. Kristen Keen and Sarah Lance are the co-founders, and and Sarah Lance has since um, built Sari Bari into this uh, um, this beautiful business that it is today. Sarah Lance is an artist, uh, and every every uh, product that Sari Bari makes, her hands are directly involved. She is the creative director and uh, the uh, the incredible person behind everything that's happening at Sari Bari. Um, yeah, uh, shout Saribari, out to Sarah. That's right. That's right. Um, um, but yeah, basically, uh, Saribari exists um, uh, to be a place uh, where women who've been exploited in the sex trade or who are vulnerable to trafficking can sort of uh, begin anew uh, through employment. So it's it now has about three locations in in Calcutta and on and the surrounding areas outside. Uh, one of them for trafficking and and the two others uh, working on the outskirts of a couple of red light areas in the city. And um, yeah, basically, you know, wants to um, offer an avenue uh, uh, for, for freedom uh, for women who, who want and choose choose to come out of the, the commercial sex industry. Uh, yeah, that's that's why it exists. And so, the, the, yeah, and they're making like 
kind of beautiful handmade uh, that's right products purses yeah so they take the um so sari bari comes from two symbols the the traditional uh, clothing worn by women in india the sari uh and then bari means home in bang in the bengali language so yeah sari bari is the name and uh, it's it's a hopefully a, a a family uh as well as a workplace for the women who who come to work at sari bari yeah and i'm sure that it is very much like a family and i'm sure that the love there afterwards is insane. But what was your what was your particular role there in Saribari? Uh, so being a man, uh, it was limited. You know, I'm not uh, not having heart to hearts with with uh, the ladies who work at Saribari because it's predominantly women who work there. So a, a lot of what I did um, was administrative. I was in the office most of the time on the, on the computer. Um, yeah, mostly financial work uh, during my time there. Interesting. So. Th- I'm guessing there was just quite a bit of different uh, variations of things that needed to be done out there. Most people, when they think of or an organization like Sari Bari, um, it, I don't know if they really picture it sort of operating as a business. But, I mean, in reality, it's kind of structured the same way, right? And, yeah. And, and you're trying to to bring these women in and be able to change their lives, obviously, give them opportunity, give them that freedom um, yeah. Also, but also making sure that you're able to to support it at the same time. Yeah. And and as I said earlier, Sarah Lance is an artist and, and she um, prides herself in, in, in Saribari's quality product. So, yeah, Saribari is a for profit business and it and um, every purchase that that, a, that someone makes uh, uh, supports the freedom of a woman who, who's come to work at Saribari. How incredible, man. Someday these eyes Would rather I leave them closed Than carry me Carry me through what you know Dear sister Carry on through what you feel Most days those eyes Are never the least composed Of strength and Courage to behold and fear Ever they were my own, I failed to stand and look beyond this day. You know I go walking blind for most of my life. I go walking blind and then she smiles. I go walking blind for most. And she smiles She smiles Told you 
Here I stand and watch you walk So tall, no man need ever break you fall You know I go walking blind for most of my life I go walking blind and then she smiles I go walking blind for most miles And she smiles She smiles Let's talk about the album now, if you don't mind. Sure. You, you created this, this amazing album, and you kind of have this name that you went under. Is it Kamal? That's right, yeah. Yeah. And this was, if, if I understand, I don't know if this was just from reading, but uh, this name was kind of given to you while you were out there and it kind of grew on you a little bit. Um, and your yeah. album is called Strength of the Absurd, right? That's right, yeah. Which, I mean, that's, that's a powerful title in itself. Do, do, you, do you think that you put a lot of your experience into creating this album? Yeah, most definitely. A lot of... Um yeah, as I said earlier, I'm not sure I would be writing um, writing music now if it had not been for Sorry Bari. So yeah, it's this this entire album was most of the album was written while I was in in Calcutta. Um, of course, it's it's changed musically uh, uh, some since I returned and, and went through the season uh, with with the vocal cord issues. But yeah, um, the, the, this album is is inspired by my time in India for sure. What what do you think? the most difficult part about creating it was other than the whole vocal problem. It was a, it was a challenge. Um, even recording it when I, I went down to Nashville and, and did it properly, uh, at, at a little house studio down there, had some, had a friend who connected me with some musicians to, to, to help make it happen. But even the, the record, recording process itself was, uh, it was a first for me. I've, I've done uh, two or three albums before, but they were pretty simple um, a couple of them I recorded in my basement and the other I did in a house studio in Indianapolis. So this was kind of the first real go around and, and um, really trying to, to hit every song right and um, do it in a small window of time. So that was that was really, really challenging. Um, but from a songwriting standpoint, I wouldn't I wouldn't say um, I wouldn't say it was difficult writing the song so much as therapeutic. I think uh, I'm not exactly a, an expressive individual when it comes to to talking through uh feelings emotions uh those sorts of things so music has always been uh this this uh this avenue for me to to express some of uh, the struggles and the angst and the um the difficulties that i saw and i experienced um in in both india itself and and in the lives of the women at saribari and what what did what did them I guess did they give you the name Kamal? They did. What, yes. what did that? How, how how does that? What does that mean to you now? Yeah, that's actually a funny story. Um, so when I when I arrived, they named me uh, Kamal, and it, it means lotus flower. So I didn't love the name at first. Um, uh, I didn't love being called a flower, but I <laughs> I, I accepted it. And of course, uh, uh, an intern comes a few months later. Uh, he's you know big, tall. 
uh, broad shoulders and, and they name him warrior. So <laughs> I'm the flower and, and he, he gets warrior. So, so I, I, I didn't, I didn't embrace the name at first, but I've, I've grown to love it, especially, um, um, especially when it, when it's spoken by the women, Asari bar, it's become an, an endearing name uh, now. So I, I really, really do love the name. Um, but yeah, it was, it was given to me by, um, some of the women, Asari bar. And so you've, uh, you've adopted this sort of for your album as well. Yeah, it just felt appropriate. Um, yeah, my my name's pretty boring anyway. Kyle Scott, two first names, right? There's there's not a lot of uh, individuality there, so I figure why not use my my Bengali name. Yeah, I understand that for sure. It's a pretty cool name, man. Thanks. Wow. You could roll with that. Drop some hip hop in there. Yeah. Blow the scene up. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure I could do hip hop. <laughs> You never know. I think anybody can nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you remember, and I know things have kind of flown in and out for you. Can you ever remember any times that, that things just really weren't working out or going your way and you kind of had to deal with a massive struggle of any sort? Hmm. Man, that's a, that's a great question. Um, massive struggle. I mean, it happens to me all the time. <laughs> I think you know. I think living in India and working with the with the, with the women of Saribari, I I've um, I str- I struggle to to see these massive struggles uh, in my life yeah. um, because because I th- I think they've given me some uh, some incredible perspective um, on life, and I think I came back. I, I I know I've come back to the states and. Um, a lot of issues that would have really, really gotten me worked up before. I, I just kind of chuckle at them now because of um, the the perseverance and the strength and the um, the fortitude with which the ladies of Saribari continue to push forward. Um, it's, just, it's not a it's not a decision to to leave um, uh, the commercial sex industry when you, when it's something you've been doing for so long and, and you have uh, it's a way of life and and all of a sudden you're working a forty hour job. And so the, the struggles um, that these women have faced beforehand and, and, the, and that they face even in the transition to, to working at Saribari, um, I think they dwarf <laughs> anything, anything I've faced in my life. I've had a pretty cush, cush life, if, if I'm honest. I haven't really had a lot of, of big struggles that I've had to, to face. That's such an amazing answer, man. Like thinking about it makes perfect sense, right? Uh, when, you, when you look at what you've witnessed out there, it's changed you 100% because now you sure. realize that everything that you maybe would have looked at in the past as a struggle isn't at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that people here really do bow down and, and get beaten and, and just abused by the resistance gremlins, right? That are fighting against everything you do and trying to make you feel like the end of the world is around you. But mm-hmm. when you experience something like this, or if you just open your eyes and pay attention to these different areas of the world, how could you possibly be upset with your situation? You know, how, how could you complain about some things that aren't going your way? Like you didn't get to eat your chocolate cake or something today. Right. <laughs> um, it's just, there's so much more to it out there than, than that kind of stuff. And I've been making a huge transition as well, because I used to, I'm not going to lie. I, at one point I was sort of a negative person and I dealt with everything kind of the same way as those kids in Honduras do, except I was just profusely drinking all through Mm -hmm. college. Didn't really know what I wanted to do, but that was what was fun. 
right? Yeah. And sure. there came a point in my life where I built a bar in my basement, and about the same time, I made a like it's just a gigantic lifestyle change. And <laughs> as I started discovering more about like my inner consciousness and and talking to amazing people like you and, and others around the world, what I start to realize is my problems aren't very big at all, right? Mm. And I actually don't have any problems. I actually have an amazing story in life and life and a house, and I'm extremely grateful for everything that I come in contact with every day. And I, I do think it's a process to go from how we're raised over here where, you know, you kind of grow up. A lot of people are, you know, have the golden spoons. They, sure. They're pushed through school. They go to, they go to college. Um, they're really never challenged very much. They're just kind of like, okay, you can do whatever you want. And then they get out in the real world and it's like, well, you know, this is kind of boring. And what are we going to do here? <laughs> like, where am I going to go from here? And and it ends up them being stuck in corporate America somewhere in a cubicle, doing what they think they should be doing, buying things that they don't need to impress people that they don't like, and kind of numbing out the pain that they never went and did anything that they felt uh, really fed their passion or changed the world in some sort of way. Mm. Um, so yeah, like I I think that your answer was was pretty incredible, and I didn't expect it. I didn't even like think about that possibility, but. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Mm. Uh, and, th- and there's a ton of perspective to be had here in the states too, in, in terms of of the, the individuals around us. I think just in general, my life, my life has been pretty, uh, pretty easy, man. <laughs> that's good. That means you're blessed, right? That's right. Yeah. I think mine has been too. <laughs> um, but you know, there's there's never anything that that's going to. I don't even know how to like, there's nothing that's going to stop me from trying to improve. Right. And I'm not going to just accept that I had an easy life and roll with it because it's easy. Um, you know, I kind of seek out challenges. I I like that kind of thing. And, and it just depends on who you are, where you come from, what your goals are, I guess. This is great. I love the the concept of your show. It's a great, uh, it's great endeavor. Yeah, man, connecting people all over the world. And then that's kind of the reason of this show, right? It's to it's to reach out to people that are f- are really afraid uh, that they can f- they don't think they can follow their passion and and everything that that we ever dream, everything that we ever imagine, I am a firm believer that it's sleeping right on the other side of our comfort zone. And mm. if you get out there and you just talk to people, you ask questions, you get to know people, um you you take a step forward every single day towards those things that scare you. If something scares you, that means you should be doing it. If it doesn't <laughs> scare you, that means that it's not worth your time because you know, mm. if, if you want something bad enough, it's going to scare you and it's sure. going to be different. And I just feel, feel like that's how life works. There's always going to be that resistance gremlin trying to trying mm-hmm. to dominate you. But, yeah. you know, you just got to pull your pants down and dominate them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So let's talk. Can we get back to your album for a little bit? Yeah, um, sure. I want to talk about the process of creating it. Now, I've got quite a bit of musicians who listens to this show. Um, what? And I know you did a couple albums firsthand, and this one was sort of a more professional version. You went through a Kickstarter project where you raised some money and all of that. Can you kind of yeah. just break down sort of the step by step process of how you did that, and if you had sort of a plan on? And I don't know if you try to market it or all now, uh, but but kind of getting it out there and spreading it around a little bit more. 
Yeah, sure. I'm horrible at social media, so this was a this was a whole new ball game for me. Uh, but yeah, I I'm a I'm a student right now, so I had uh, access to a bunch of free software. So I I jumped on some Adobe software and, and made a really horrible video, and <laughs> it ended up it ended up doing the trick, uh, and and definitely hit my Kickstarter goal. But um, yeah, this was the first go around in in many ways. I had never used Twitter before, um, so yeah, I was I was definitely using up, up um, my Facebook contacts as, as best I could. Um, but yeah, the social media was a whole new, a uh, whole new animal for me and trying to, trying to get this thing going, but it, it went, um, incredibly well and people were incredibly, uh, supportive. And so was, how did you, I saw you raise the funds that you needed to, to make the album. What was the, yeah. what, how did, I mean, cause there's so many people out there that'll make a video and put it up on Kickstarter and nothing really happens. Do you think yeah. that, I mean, did you have like a channel you fed this through or was it really just because the whole Sorry Bari and, and I mean, you, you've got songs born in India, right? And, and raised yeah. in Indiana. It's kind of a great story, uh, but you had 79 backers, which is pretty amazing. And you rate, put in, brought in $3,500 to help bring the project to life. Um, yeah. What did you do? Like, did you just, did you just create a Kickstarter campaign and it was successful or did you actually have somewhere that you had posted this and it got a little bit more traffic to it? Not really. Um, I wouldn't say it was posted on, on anything, um, you know, any blogs or anything of any significant nature. I think it was, yeah, just a lot of friends that, that got behind it. And I mean, there were really only two options on Kickstarter. You could you could back the album for, for $10 or more or for a couple hundred dollars. I would come play a show uh, within a certain radius of, of my hometown. And I, I think there were maybe five individuals who, who did the four or five individuals who did the, the show and everyone else just, uh, just bought an album to support me. So it was a bunch of incredibly generous people. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure that they're very happy with the album. I'm going to post a link to the album um, on Bandcamp in the show notes at artsynow.com forward slash 95. You can chickity 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 check that out. It's incredible. I highly suggest that you do so. And if you're listening to this episode, you've already heard a couple tracks by now because I will edit those in uh, <laughs> when we go back. But man, I I don't really know what it feels like to have been in your situation and be able to create that album um, with that emotion behind it. When you look at like your lyrics and, and all of that stuff. Was it how how emotional was it? I know you said that you're not too much of an emotional guy, but they obviously gave you the flower name for a reason, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm I guess I'm kind of soft. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, how did how did that feed into into the actual music? I mean, can you like how how did you feel about all that when you were making it? How emotional did you get with it? Uh, at the time, um, it was just writing down what was going on um, in life. So I think a lot of the music. Um, yeah, I was just, just writing, writing down what was happening around me. And I think if anything, it, uh, the music is, is a bit more emotional later on, um, when I'm playing it, uh, yeah, I think it, it depends on, it depends on who you're playing the music for. I think I went back recently to, to India and played, um, played these songs for, for some friends, did a little house show, um, in Calcutta for, for the, oh, from the people cool. I worked with, yeah, it was a great time. But yeah, I think that that was an emotional night for me uh, because um, it was it, there was context there. There was uh, I was surrounded by people who who understood and, and really really felt 
what, what I was singing about. So, so I think a lot of it's context. Um, but yeah, I, mostly these songs were written while I was in India when I was in the thick of uh, thick of things there at Saribari, and it was therapeutic. It was exactly what I needed. Yeah, and and that's that's a huge part of it, right? Therapy. Yeah, everybody has that one thing that kind of uh, calms their mind. I mean, meditation yeah. is huge for me. Music yeah. has basically played a stem for my entire life. Mm-hmm. I cannot. I don't know what if I'd be able to function. I'd probably be limbless without without music. I just <laughs> think it's like the driving force behind anything that I do creatively. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, it's just like the way that you had that emotion built in, into what you were doing. Like, do you think that away from sorry, Bari, your attitude affects everything that you do as far as your creativity or success? Outside of sorry, Bari. Yeah. Um, I mean, like there's so many people out there that are negative and I'm yeah. a firm believer that if you're negative, you're going to have negative things come back at you. Yeah. Do, do you think that, keeping positive or having a vision really plays a role in getting to a point that you want to be at. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I think, um, yeah, I think I would consider myself a generally positive, positive individual. I think that's, if, if I could tie this back to the album, um, strength of the absurd, the, the album's, uh, title is it, that's, it's kind of that, that posture, um, I think I've, I've heard some people say like believing in the, believing in the impossible. Sorry, Bari works in a, in a red light area of over estimated like nine to 10,000 women. It's a huge area. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the, the thought that, that, uh, freedom businesses might employ all those women one day is, is absolutely absurd. Uh, but you kind of have to operate, um, mentally in such a way that, that you, believe that you, you believe that, uh, that the impossible things are, are possible. Um, you, you see small, you, you, you can't look at the bigger picture, but, um, see the, see the drop in the bucket that sorry, Bari is and that other, other businesses work in the area are. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of at the heart of, um, at the heart of the album strength of the third, it's, it's, it's optimism. It's, uh, um, staying positive. Do you have any songs in particular that had sort of a story behind them? Yeah, every one of them. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, uh, the the second to last track, Eulogy, um, is especially um, important to me. I, I had left Calcutta, um, and a couple months after I'd left, um, one of the uh, uh, most beautiful individuals I had ever met uh, had she passed away. Um, oh. Her name was Rena. She worked Sorry Bari. Uh, just this bright, radiant uh, individual, and and so I, I, I wrote that on the farm, uh, cigarette in hand, um, behind behind a barn by myself for a few hours, and it was um, incredibly uh, an incredibly important moment in my life. So I think, yeah, all all of these um, all these songs have, as I play them, I, I have memories that that come come back to to mind, and I think I think most most music has that. Um, I think my music is just a little more uh, uh, sobering. <laughs> so I, sometimes when I play uh, play out live, um, I'll, I'll mix in a couple uh, upbeat tunes, you know, something a little more lighthearted to to make sure I'm not uh, 
depressing anyone in the process of sharing my music with them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm Uh, sure that so many people relate, man. I felt like myself, I, I draw to the uh, depressing music more than anything. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I just, just, I mean, like I'm a huge Radiohead fan. Everybody was, Mm -hmm. would argue that they are a very depressing band, but to me it's, I don't know, ultra inspirational, I think. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's, there's, there's a ton of emotion there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, cool, man. What do you think? What do you think you're going to be doing in the future? Do you have any visions or, or goals that you have set as far as maybe moving forward, um, continuing with Sorry Bari, or do you have other plans, or are you just kind of floating, waiting for the next thing to come along? Yeah, I mean, vocationally, um, there are a lot of things up in the air. I. I want to definitely want to um serve sorry bari in whatever capacity i can i'm actually in school right now getting my mba i'm a, i'm an, i'm kind of an odd duck i i'd love to be creative um i love to um to be free but i also love st- structure and and understanding how uh to make things work properly so so yeah getting an mba as well as as um playing my music so I, there's kind of these two sides to me that um don't always um seem to fit together. But I, I do hope um, with the MBA to possibly serve Sorry Bari in some capacity in the near future. Um, right now, just, just playing some music and uh, and, and using that uh, at the moment. Having a heady jam sesh? What's that? So having a heady jam sesh? What is it? What is a heady jam sesh? <laughs> just, just, I'm just ranting, man. Jam session. Um, yeah, I I'm the same way. I've I'm very much a, an explorer. Yeah. And I want to be involved in so many different things, but at the same time, there's some kind of order that I look for. Yeah. I am kind of structured as far as I love processes. I love how things work and yeah. how to make things better and efficiency and so my creative side and my kind of structural side, they do seem to battle sometimes and that can lead sure. to some serious you know, argue, I don't know, up in the air, up and down, all around sure. arguments inside my own head uh, <laughs> as far as which directions to go, right? Yeah. So yeah. I feel you there. I mean, it's, yeah, a, it's a battle. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, if you had to battle Godzilla, Kyle, how do you think you would use your creativity or your fantastic musical talents to defeat that big, crazy bastard? <laughs> um i would i would probably sing him a slow song and, and put him to sleep i guess <laughs> the, there's a there's some family friends that um i think it was a couple albums ago but my music in the past has been really really um really soft and slow so this this album is actually pretty aggressive for for my uh oh, for really? my style yeah um, i don't know it's pretty it's pretty soft yeah it, exactly it is soft so two albums ago um i was i was putting little kids to sleep at night with my music. So, <laughs> so I think I could, I think I could handle Godzilla uh, with a little slow tune. <laughs> well, that, I, I've got, I've got sleeping issues. So that would work out for me too. <laughs> I can't yeah. sleep without the music, to be honest. <laughs> love it. I love all types, but if, since you're a musician, I have to ask you who are, who are some of your favorite creative influences as far as music goes? Oh man. Um, lyrically, I love I love Dylan in the '60s. I like um, 
Sam Beam, uh, who is who's with the band Iron and Wine, he has written some of the most uh, beautiful lyrics I've I've read probably in the last ten to fifteen years. Um, music wise, I think my favorite my favorite record is is Ryan Adams' Heartbreaker. I think it was back in two thousand when it came out. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes I write I write my music and it's incredibly. Uh, um, Sometimes I, I feel like I'm too serious in life, and I love the album Heartbreaker. I love it. It's uh, it's full of angst and and just the guy wrestling with everyday life. So I, I love that album. Uh, yeah, he's a pretty interesting character. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is. He's on. He's going on like a mad mad tour right now. Really, I haven't. Yeah, dates uh, everywhere. <laughs> I need to need to check that out. I, I mean, haven't. At least heard. I saw him on a bunch of festival bills. Hmm. Go for him. Yeah, he's getting up there now. I think he might be forty or something. Yeah. He's still, he's still creating like a madman. Yeah. So are the Rolling Stones. How old are they? <laughs> have you listened to? You said you were a Dylan fan. Have you ever listened to Tallest Man on Earth? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. he's he's good. I, I like him a lot. He's he's really gifted on the guitar too. That's amazing, and it blows my mind that he's from you know Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool here, like folk and that kind of style come from Sweden. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I love his style for sure. Yeah, yeah and he, I, I had a previous guest on the Glass Child, Scarlett mm-hmm. Erickson, and she's from Sweden too, but she basically left home and, and decided that she was going to create a life of music. And on her own, since then, I think she left at like 17. Uh, she's only like 22 now, I think. Um, she's finally built up an audience and she's, I mean, it's crazy her social media following what, what she's done on her own by playing free shows around Europe for years. I mean, staying wherever she could with people that would let her. And she actually did a tour where she played in people's houses as long as she could stay on their couch. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so like you can imagine the bond that she's built with her friends. So every, you could go back and check that episode out as well. It was, it was actually one of the recent ones. Um, but Charlotte Erickson, you can go to, artsynow.com forward slash 77 to get to that. Mm, yeah, check that out. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm a firm believer in the house show. I think that's uh, for, for a, an artist with a small um, a small fan base, if you can get 20 people in a house, uh, I think I think it's a, a perfect environment for, for sharing music, especially music like the music that I write. Yeah, I mean, that's it. <laughs> I, I used to love, love the house the house jam outs when I was in college, just I had a mm-hmm. couple buddies who really could just pick up anything and play together and just dominate. Yeah. Um, and they, yeah, those experiences are, are something else. I, I wish, yeah. I, I guess probably comes back more and more now for the fact that uh, it's just in, in other areas of the country or other areas of the world, like Europe, it's much harder to go out and play in a club or, play in yeah. a restaurant or a bar there's just not as many and if you do it it's crazy expensive we're hmm. lucky over here because it's just anywhere you want to go but then at the same time wherever you're playing basically takes all the money anyways um, yeah and you barely yeah. get anything out of it other than just play a couple songs maybe get a couple more fans yeah yeah that's an epic battle that musicians are facing for sure it is it is yeah yeah, the house show is actually being utilized pretty well. I know um, one of my favorite artists. I mean, he's not huge, David Bazan, but he he plays house shows, and I know he, you know, charges twenty bucks a head, gets fifty people in the house, and and basically pays the admin fee on a website to process, um, you know, process the tickets, and that's it. And so he walks away with some cash that way. 
um, then you're not paying a venue to to host the show. So it's 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 a great concept. You just kind of have to pull your fan base and find somebody willing to host a house show. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think that with, with the way that the world is starting to go now, we'll see a lot more of things like that. I mean, the share economy is blowing up, right? Yeah, and for people sure. are figuring out all these other ways to cut those middlemen out that shouldn't mm-hmm. be taking their money to begin with. Yeah. Um, like self-publishing now is huge. I mean, what mm. the publishing companies used to take, what, 80, 85% of what the artist would get for writing something. Yeah. And now you're able to literally do digital copies, put them online for basically zero cost, pay yeah. a three to 6% fee. And, and it, it just makes so much more sense. Right. And it's going to encourage people to create a lot more as well. Um, yeah, for sure. Maybe it'll kill out that starving artist thing. <laughs> yeah <laughs> because i'm a huge as you all know the reason that i do this show is to try to pursue people to go in the direction of living life through creating and mm. and it's it's now net more than ever is an amazing time to do it it really is there are opportunities out there are insane like we have the internet we have the cheapest way to start a business ever online uh, with basically no capital you can do it yeah. You can find customers. You can get your music out there and let people listen to it. It, it really is something that if you put your mind to it and, and kind of take some people on as mentors, like learn from from some people that have been there before you. I, I just don't see how you can go wrong if you really if you really believe in it and you really stay persistent with it. Yeah, certainly. So, yeah. So I, I really appreciate you coming on, man. It's it's been awesome. Uh, total humbled to have you to have you on. Your album is incredible. I highly recommend everybody get on there and check it out. Where can our listeners find you or get in contact with you or listen to that album? Yeah, I mean, it's kyledscott.bandcamp.com. And yeah, all of my contact info is right there on the site. You can get a hold of me at at the email on on the music site. Cool. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. Great. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, no problem at all. And do you have any favorite closing advice or maybe favorite resources that you use or cool stuff on the internet that you think that the listeners should know about? Hmm. Yeah, great question. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> I feel like I should have something to offer here, but I don't. Um, yeah, be creative. Like you said, there's a, there's a, there's a, a new world, a new frontier out there on the, on the net. You can, you can um, make anything happen these days with your artwork. So go do it. Get out there and do it. <laughs> Be a pants down creative. Expose yourself <laughs> to the world, right? Dominate. Um, it, it, it is not the decision you make that, that's most important, right? It's the degree of commitment which you make the decision. Yeah. And... I really think that if you get out there and do some crazy things, take some risks, practice, 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 play yeah. the edge, and find a mentor, you can really accomplish the impossible. And I am also a firm believer of breaking the rules, but first break the rulers. And Kyle, dude, thank you so much for being <laughs> the arch of her newer now. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. And always remember to keep it super, super, super funky, man, and keep those jam sessions rolling. All right, man. I appreciate you having me. So much of it watered your eyes while you spoke. 
right there amazing amazing musician amazing work like i said at the beginning of this interview if you want to get a free download of one of his songs you can go to artsynow.com forward slash 95 download you can download his track blind there and then also visit the show notes at artsynow.com forward slash 95 and you can get a link to his full album support him Purchase it. It's worth it. I did it. It's amazing. It's going to towards such an amazing cause. Uh, you can also stream it and listen to it on the Bandcamp link as well, I believe. So, again, I'll leave you with that. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Arch of Her Newer Now. For all the show notes, it's artsynow.com 
If you want to be a guest on the show, email me at create at artsynow.com or on Twitter at HB underscore Armstrong. The music? Well, that's shaky feeling. Check them out. Ventura, California. Ta-ta! Keep it funky.